Carol. Hi, this is Annie. And this is the Making Lemonade podcast, where we discuss our lives and how we adapt to new challenges and make the most of it. This week, Annie is going to share with us how she got into acting and how she prepares for different roles. How are you this week? Hi. What's going on? Yeah, I had a good week. I had a couple auditions this week, so took up a lot of time. Oh, fun. Yeah. How about you? We have a long weekend coming up, four-day weekend, so looking forward to that. Oh, wow. Wait, is that Mid-Autumn Festival? Yeah, that's on uh, Friday. Wow. Okay, cool. I didn't know that you guys get four days off. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So let's get into our topic this week. We're going to be discussing about Annie's acting life. So tell me, how did you first get into acting? Yeah, sure. Growing up, I was one of those children that was just kind of a little bit more rambunctious, just really enjoyed just dancing around, singing, entertaining myself a lot. And so my mom always loved the idea of me entering the entertainment world. How fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed performing a lot when I was little. But as an Asian parent, you know, education took precedent. Of course. And so when I finally graduated law school, she was very excited for me to start actively pursuing a career in entertainment. How fun. So when exactly did you start? So one of the first things I did right after law school was I started building my modeling portfolio. And I was lucky enough to be able to get a GQ photographer to do a photo shoot for me through a close friend. And I was able to kind of just build some good solid photos. And that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that obviously helped. And then they say in this world, like you just never know when it happens or when you meet the right person. So in 2013, I was just in the right place at the right time. Oh, that's so lucky. Yeah, very lucky. I feel like a lot of times in this world, it, you know, it's part luck, part work, part is the work that you put into it. Yeah. So tell me about this lucky right place at the right time moment. Yeah. So I caught the eye of a casting director when a friend of mine had introduced me to a project and brought me on as a Mandarin translator. And the project ended up being for an episode on an NBC show called the Chicago PD. Oh, wow. So why did they need a translator in the first place? Yeah. You know, I thought the same thing when originally my friend was like, hey, I know you speak Mandarin. Can you come help me on this project? You know, we need a Mandarin translator. I'm like, yeah, sure. Of course. So it was going to be an episode that was filmed in Chinatown. And okay. Yeah. And they needed me to, you know, help provide direction to like the Chinatown residents that were going to be extras for the show. So they wanted it to feel like, you know, real. So they basically got a lot of extras of people that live in Chinatown and some of didn't all speak English. So I was like, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. So then what happened? Well, then when the casting director met me in person, he asked kind of immediately, he was like, hey, do you sing? I'm like, yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. It's like very (laughs) random. I was like, yeah, I sing. I like to sing. 
<laughs> and then he's told me, he was like, well, I'm actually searching for a karaoke singer. I'm trying to cast a role for a karaoke singer in this episode. And he was planning on recording auditions at an actual karaoke bar setting. How fun. So you got to do karaoke while auditioning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I literally went to the karaoke lounge in Chinatown where he was planning on auditioning people and had me sing. I put on some, he's like, it has to be in Mandarin, right? And so I have four songs that I know in Mandarin at this time, right? Uh-huh. So I put on one of them and sang it. He recorded it and eventually I gave it to the director along with my headshot. And long story short, I got the part. How fun. Yeah. And it's like, it was all like kind of like a fun situation, you know, because it was my first thing. It was very like, I didn't have a ton of time to really think too much about it. Just kind of went with it. Kind of like, hey, who knows? Doesn't matter, you know? So maybe because I did feel, I just kind of let loose and not think too much. Right, right. I had a friend actually with me too. She watched me audition. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. And so that's how I got my part. And that was my very first contract role. Okay. So when you got your contract role, did you get an agent to help you out? Well, so when I got the contract role, it was going to film soon after. So I didn't need an agent like immediately. Okay. So they told me what the rate was. It was was very good. And I was like, okay, sign me up. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do this. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Right now. Sometimes you kind of just have to go with it be spontaneous. So I just kind of, you know, told myself like, I was like, well, you know, you're doing it. This is what you're doing. And I remember the day on set when they, you know, we're going to start filming. I was really taken back because there was like a trailer that said karaoke singer on it. So like I had zero expectations, one, (laughs) about this part and knew nothing about what or how big or how small or, you know, how it was going to end up. But I was lucky that- But that's awesome. You got a trailer. You got a trailer. Yes. It's the only trailer I've ever had since then. Apparently this is not normal, but I did get a trailer. Obviously the filming took a long time, but by the time the real episode came out, I think I'm in it for like- two, three seconds, you know? Oh, I know, which is fine. At least I'm like even in it at all. I did get paid pretty well for it. And so until Uh up to today, I still continue to get residuals. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So what exactly is residuals? Residuals are basically anytime the episode is played or sold, if it's like sold to like cable and then, or if it's like sold to DVD or sold to internet, you get a little bit paid. Cool. It was kind of cool because this is a season one episode. Okay, so it's almost like passive income. It just comes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it just kind of happens. And you you don't really know how much it's going to come, but sometimes it's big and sometimes it's small, but it just happens and it's great. It can even trigger when like it sells to a new market. Like if it sells to Asia, then you get a residual for that. If it sells to Europe or wherever. Yeah, any kind of action that happens that would trigger some kind of pay, you get a residual. Cool. All right. So do you have an agent now? Yes. So after I did that, another very serendipitous situation happened. I was at another right place, right time. I happened to be at a event where there was like panelist speakers and I ended up meeting my agency owner at the time. I didn't know that this was going to happen, but I met 
the agency owner at this event where she was the panel speaker and she spoke about her career and the successes she's had, you know, in her lifetime. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when it happened after she had spoke, there was a kind of like a little networking sesh after and, you know, everyone just kind of mingling and chatting. So you had a chance to talk with her? Yeah, it was like very brief meeting. The first one of the first things she had asked me was, hey, like, do you model? And I was like, not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> My agency owner just turned 70 this summer. But when I met her, she was in her 60s. Okay. And she's already retired by then. But, you know, she had told me, hey, I don't usually go out and recruit talent because that's not what I'm here for, you know. But she was like, I just feel like something is interesting about you. I really want you to come in and meet my agents. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, and so I did. And then they signed me on as exclusive agents for me. And ever since then, it's been great. It's been wonderful. Okay, well, let's change modes and maybe talk about what kind of preparation work do you do? Are you enrolled in classes? Or what kind of things you do before her them giving you a role to audition for. Yeah. So really as like a new actor at any point in your career, it's really imperative that you, you know, take classes, but especially in the beginning, because if you're new to the industry, you might not know what to expect. You know, what is it like to be on set or on camera, et cetera. So it's really important to take classes in commercial, on camera, film. Okay. That's so interesting because your first role, you didn't even prepare for anything. Didn't even take classes. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, it's like almost a little backwards, but it doesn't take away from the importance of doing them because my first role was like a TV role, but auditioning for like TV commercials is very different, especially when you learn about products, right? If you're selling a product, you know, you have to be cognizant of how you're holding the product. Is the logo facing the camera? camera, right? So you kind of have to be mindful of these types of things, especially if you are like representing a product for them or you just so taking these classes really just kind of get you ready for these types of auditions. And then if you're in classes about on-camera workshop, then teaches you how to look at the camera or not look at the camera or how you are being perceived. Okay. So what are acting classes like since you're talking about how you behave and how you're perceived on camera and stuff like that. Classes, there are many different types of classes and there are one-on-one -on -one classes and group classes or group workshops. I actually love group settings because I find that I learn a lot from my fellow actors because your class could be filled with both newer actors and very experienced actors. And so you can learn a lot from their approaches and how they take a different you know, view of a script than you would. And they also get the opportunity to critique you, right? Or help you or make suggestions on, hey, you know, we might feel a little more of this emotion if you did this. So it's just really nice. It's almost like, it's not collaborative, but in a way it is because you're helping each other. Okay. So are these bigger groups or pairs or? Yeah. So in a class, I mean, it can be any size. I've been in, in some that are like very small, like I think six or eight. And right now I'm in a class that's like 14, I think. Okay. And that's quite a few people. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. I don't, I don't really have a preference be between small and large groups. 
I think I like all classes. I think I'm just one of those kinds of people. So I like all the classes that I've taken. How about the different types of classes? Like what are the main differences? For example, like commercial or say you're doing the the, maybe for TV or in a movie or I mean, what differentiates them? Yep, they are very different. So commercial classes are geared towards exactly that. You are given different scripts, but commercials are usually short, right? As you know, Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're asked to memorize, you know, 20 lines, you're memorizing one line. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it's easier. It's not. They're both just as hard, you know, equally hard in different ways. And I'll tell you why. In commercial, you know, you might have just one line, but everything else you're doing is even more noticeable, right? Because you have to portray like if you're hungry or excited or happy or sad or disappointed, um, all of that kind of has to come out in like the four words they gave you (laughs) to say, Right. So you don't have a lot of opportunity to provide these emotional cues for the audience. So you just have to work at making the right choices in your movements, whether it's with your hands, your head, your eyes, um, your tone. Mm-hmm. And you know, you only have four words to do it. You only have the time of the four words. Right. So that's kind of like in commercial. And for right now, like I'm in scene study, I'm in an advanced scene study workshop right now. And in this type of class, you are memorizing a lot more script, Mm -hmm. a lot more work. And you're still being mindful of all the things that I said earlier about your tone and your hand movements, body movements, body language, eyes, and all of that is important, but you do have like a more room to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're you're acting out a scene, whether it's with a partner or without. It's a lot of thought. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. <laughs> okay. Should we talk a little bit about additions? What are they like? How are they hosting additions right now? Because obviously COVID is happening right now. So how are they limiting the number of people and interaction and people going in for auditions? Right. So auditions right now are mostly self-tape mm-hmm. and they really only might even consider a in-person if it's like a callback. But right now, like almost everything is being done in self-tape. And what that means is you record it at home. I see. Yeah. So typically auditions pre-COVID, you go into a casting agency. Okay. And they record you. So they have the right lighting. I see. Okay. So do you have to set all that up at home now because you have to set up your own recording? You self-tape? You can't just use a phone, right? (laughs) Actually, you can. If you have a good iPhone or camera. If you have the newest one, right? right? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people do use their phone. Okay. But you really have to find like an area in your home where you have like a good white background. I have white-ish walls, which is fine. It doesn't have to be pure white. They just need it to be like a neutral color. A lot of actors actually use gray or blue or white. Yeah, it's just has to be some kind of neutral color. Mm -hmm. So it might be hard for some people if, you know, they don't have that or if they have wallpaper or something, it's right. Or they don't have like a plain wall. They might have artwork hung up. Yeah. They don't have the space to set that up. Yeah, exactly. So what you'd have to do is go like on Amazon and get like a white backdrop 
you know, and cover your walls with like a white backdrop or a blue backdrop Mm -hmm. and then lighting. Okay. So did you get some lighting for that? Yeah, I have some lighting. And even then I feel like it's not enough. So I'm actually looking at options right now. I think I'm going to have to get some softbox. <laughs> I know. Like I, I'm going to have like a place that looks like a photo studio, but really it's just like my area to audition and record. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's actually helpful for even like my own study, right? Like my scene studies, you know, through my class or just like recording my own monologues to add to like a demo reel. It's okay. It's good to have anyway. Yeah. It's a worthwhile investment. I'll need it. Anyways, <laughs> it's interesting to do the soft tapes at home right now. Okay. So what's a fun role you've played or done recently? Yeah. So last year I landed a role for a Peyton Manning commercial and I played a nurse in a hospital that's named after him. And I got to say the line to him, which is kind of like the best part of that commercial because you actually get to talk to him. So wait, you played a role for a Peyton Manning commercial? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which was like huge. I was so happy when I landed that because he's huge here. (laughs) So he was actually in it when you were filming it? Yep. I actually am in a scene. So I'm in the same frame as him in the commercial. So that's rather exciting for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's very tall and he's, yeah, he's very hands-on in his commercial. So I was actually really happy to, you know, be able to be in a commercial with him. Yeah. So how is it like working with him? I mean, like I didn't get to interact too much <laughs> other than the actual. Did you get a photo after? No, no. We, we, we remain professional in these types of settings. So no one, at least I didn't see anyone do that, but it's nice. I mean, I guess I'll have the commercial forever, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm in the scene talking to him at one or two lines That's cool. in the commercial. Cool. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. So what are you working on right now? Earlier I mentioned I'm currently in an eight-week advanced scene study workshop and all of it is actually conducted via Zoom. And I really enjoy the class. We work on different scripts And our assignments, you know, vary from week to week. Sometimes I'm doing like a monologue where it's just me doing some kind of dramatic monologue. Or this past week, I had a scene partner. And so we recorded the scene together. Okay. So you guys meet up separately, do your recording through Zoom? We do. Yeah. We Zoomed the assignment together. We have the same script and we are scene partners, so we're doing the same scene. And we try to look at the camera so that it looks like we're talking to each other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, it really takes some creativity to do scenes when you're not in the same room. That's cool. Mm-hmm. We went as far as putting up virtual backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. That's very easy to set up in Zoom. So I really, really like Zoom for all these functions. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That's what I'm working on now pretty happy about it. It's on Sundays. So on Sundays, I wake up early to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) make sure I'm like awake and ready to go because, yeah, we have our advanced class from uh, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. So okay, every Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you guys had a lot of fun listening to Annie share about her career in acting. And hopefully you'll catch her in a commercial or two or a show. So next week, 
we are going to talk about our continuing education. Annie is currently enrolled in a Cornell certificate program, and I'm currently working on my AREs, which are the architecture exams. Thanks so much for listening. And for more information, please feel free to reach out directly to me or follow me on Instagram at fan of luxury. I post about workshops I'm in and share what I'm currently working on. So hopefully maybe it'll be a commercial or a show. I am always working on my craft. So definitely appreciate any support. Thanks. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe so you can listen to all of our episodes. 